Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 294, and today I'm pretty excited because we're going to talk about this new feature that Amazon rolled out called Enhanced Content. It's pretty, pretty cool stuff. And I invited my good friend Chris Schaefer back on the show because, well, he's the tech guy. He's the guy that I always go to uh, when it comes to this kind of stuff. And uh, he has uh, has played around with this feature already. So we are going to talk about who this is for, like who it's who it's enabled for, because not everyone has access to this. But we can tell you, or we're going to tell you actually how you can get this feature, uh, so you can start using it. And we'll talk a little bit about the pros and the cons to having it, all right? Now, the show notes to this episode will be located at theamazingseller.com forward slash 294, and you can get the show notes, the transcripts, all that good stuff there. Uh, before we jump into this uh, this conversation that I have with Chris, I did want to remind you of two things. Number one, if you've attended one of our, our live workshops or you've wanted to and you just haven't been able to, today, the day that this airs, which should be the 14th of December, that will be the last day that we have a replay for the last live one that we did. And the reason is, is because we're not doing another workshop for the five phases or even the product research until after uh, the new year, okay? So if you want to watch that, it's still available if you're listening to this on the 14th. So head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop. Now, if it's after the 14th, you can still go to that link and register. And what'll happen is we'll notify you when we do the next live event after the first of the year, okay? Or the the uh, the workshop, okay? Because we will be doing more in 2017 as soon as we get kind of through the, you know, the holidays and all that stuff, okay? And the other thing I wanted to mention here real quick is uh, some of you know that we have a private class that we teach as well. And uh, what we're doing here is we are closing down the enrollment for that until after 2017 as well. So if you're interested at learning more about that, you probably want to head over and check out the replay. And then from there, you can get more information about this before tonight. Now, if it's after the fact, you can still go there, like I said, to the workshop page, and then you can register for an upcoming one, and then you can learn more about that. So I just wanted to kind of throw that out there if you're interested at all at learning about our class as far as what what that is and kind of how that can help you. And if it's even for you, maybe it's not a right fit for you. Uh, now would be the time to head over to uh, to the replay page and you can learn more information about that. So that would be theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop. All right, guys, let's get into it. Actually, wait a minute. Before we get into it, I did want to mention one thing. Uh, the audio was a little weird um, in the beginning. It kind of worked itself out. I think it was Skype that day. We had a little interference, but uh, it's not terrible. But I just wanted to let you know that I, I am aware of it. I don't think it's that bad, but uh, the content is still really, really great. So, all right, that's it. I just wanted to kind of throw that in there. Enjoy, and uh, hey, post something on the blog or even in Facebook on what you think about this new enhanced content feature. I, I just want to hear what you guys think, all right? So, all right, guys, that's it. I'm going to stop talking now so you guys can listen to this, this conversation that I had with Chris Schaefer. All right, well, Chris... Are you ready to dive into this this new feature that Amazon has rolled out, the uh, enhanced content? You ready? Yeah, man. I'll tell you what. In addition to all of the craziness going on in Q4 that you know comes from the extra traffic and all the normal stuff that we expect, Amazon's been launching features on us left and right here. 
I got to say, I'm, I'm happy with most of them. I'd still like to see some better reporting on stuff, but the, uh, the enhanced brand content, I think, is going to be a, a really cool feature for a lot of sellers. Yeah, we talked about it on a Facebook Live, I believe it was last week, and I may have even posted that inside of or on the podcast in one of the episodes, but we just kind of talked a little bit about kind of hearing that it's it's here or it's starting to get rolled out. Um, so maybe what we can do is kind of go through as far as, number one, where do you even look for it? It's funny. I was on, I don't even think I talked to you about this. Uh, it just happened last night. Uh, I was on a, uh, a little mastermind call with, um, with some pretty high level, uh, guys that are doing e-commerce, not just Amazon, but they are doing Amazon too, but they don't necessarily just pay attention to just Amazon stuff. And, um, uh, two of them didn't even know that uh, there was this thing called enhanced content. They're like, wait a minute, where, where I didn't hear about that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wow, it looks like I got a, a little bit of extra uh, extra knowledge there uh, that they didn't have, which was kind of uh, was kind of crazy because they're doing like crazy numbers. Um, so it was kind of funny. So some people might not even know that it's available. Why don't you kind of go through and explain where you would even go into your account? I can almost guarantee as soon as people get done with this episode, or maybe they're even going to pause and uh, go over and check it out on their, on their seller's account. Maybe you can tell them where they're going to, where they're going to find this, uh, this feature. Yeah. So before we dive into that, let's let's tell people who it would be available for. Uh, you know, you've heard, you've probably heard people talk about it in the past as a plus content. Uh, where they have like the images and the listing and it was only available for vendors. But what Amazon has done now is they've rolled it into Seller Central as long as you are brand registered. And the reason for that is they only want the brand to be able to create it. So if you're not brand registered, if you haven't gone through that process yet, you shouldn't see it in your account. Uh, if you are brand registered at this point, you should see it. If you don't, I would uh, reach out to Seller Central and ask them why the heck you don't. But where you would go in your account to find that, it, interestingly is not in your inventory tab. It's not in your listing. It's under the advertising tab. And you'll see, you know, your typical campaign manager, lightning deals and promos, but you should see a new drop down there for enhanced brand content as well. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, like you said, I think it's important for people to know that if you're not brand registered, you're not going to see that at least right now. Right. And it's, it's something, you know, this to me is a reason to get brand registered. Mm -hmm. Amazon for, for the longest time, there wasn't really a reason to get brand registered. It didn't really give you any protections. And one of the things that they're, or, or even additional features, right. But one of the things that they've started to do is, you know, they've, they've rolled out like the listing gating mm -hmm. thing where if you are brand registered, certain brand registered listings are now able to basically stop hijacking before it starts because they're able to only let people list who they want to list, which if you're you know, listening to this podcast, you probably list and sell your own product, right? But that's really useful for bigger brands like Nike as well, because they can say only authorized sellers can list. Um, so that coupled with something like this enhanced brand content, I think is really a reason to start thinking about doing brand registry if you haven't. Yeah. Okay. So let's kind of let people know though, like what this means. I mean, this is kind of cool. Uh, it, it really is because, uh, I mean the one that you did, um, in the brand that we're working together in uh, it, I mean, I can see already that, I mean, it just looks a lot nicer. Now that doesn't mean necessarily it's going to convert better, but if they've given, if they've given these features to uh, a plus, uh, sellers or a plus content in the past, there's probably a reason why they did and they weren't rolling it out to everyone. But I do have to say, it looks really, really pretty. <laughs> it looks really clean. Um, there are some different templates that you get to choose from, right? Isn't there like four? There's, 
There's five. Five? Okay. Uh, some are like much more image driven and some are much more text driven. But the thing that's kind of cool is they all have a mixture of images and text where your traditional text product description would be. So you get to actually tell a little bit more of a story than you ever could before. Okay. Now, let me ask you this, though, because I know this was a question I think that we we all had. And I think you, you know the answer now. Is this something additional to our description that's already there, or does this get rid of the description now and the bullets and all that? It's going to replace your current product description. Okay. So what about the bullets? The the description bullet? Like the bullets up by the photos? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. The, replace those. Okay. So the bullets are going to stay. So you're going to have five to however many. I mean, I think five is minimum. Um, so five, depending on the category that you're in. So you're still going to have the bullets. But then after that, we're not going to have any description. Your, your description now, it's kind of like before when, well, going way back where you could use some HTML and some images, you could put that in your description and then you would use HTML and stuff. They got rid of that. And then they could, you could just use basically some, some basic stuff like, uh, you know, bolding maybe, or, um, I don't even think they allowed any other type except for bolding and maybe italic. Um, well, and that's, that's one of the other cool little features in this is, Every place that there's a text box, you actually have formatting buttons now. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, you get bold, italics, underline, and bullets. Uh, and what they say is please use it sparingly. Like, don't bold everything. Mm -hmm. You know, use common sense. Yep, yep. Um, but what that allows you to do is it allows anybody to actually be able to, to write one of these descriptions in a way that makes sense and looks right. And you get to preview it before you submit the draft. Yeah, no, that's cool. I, I like that. And, you know, it's almost like you have your own little editor inside of there from what I've seen. Um, like I said, I, I was watching what you were doing as you were kind of going through that. And uh, it, it seems pretty easy. It kind of reminds me, I was telling you this, and I think I was telling Dom this as well. It kind of reminds me of the old eBay days where you could pick like a template and then you just kind of, you fill it in, you kind of backfill it. Now there are some things though inside of there that I noticed that they won't just let you use your the same images that are that are in your placeholders, you have to kind of use some new content. Is that right? Right. And what the, what they're basically asking for, it, they have a section. It's like 19 bullets. And of course, they're all vaguely worded like most Amazon terms of service type stuff are. But they, they basically say in there that they don't want you to add the same exact images that you're using above. Uh, it says content that duplicates many of the images from the main image block on the detail page is something that they don't want. So if you're going to use those images, they want you to use different images. Different looking, yeah. They don't want it to just be kind of repeated. They still want the product in it as much as possible, but they don't want it to be the same exact images that you have at the top. Yeah, yeah. Now, which one did you use again? I'm trying to remember. Uh, I don't have it up in front of us. Which one did you use? Was it, um, was it more driven towards images or was it kind of like a mixture? Uh, I used, let me find the template number. I believe it was... And while you're looking for that, I'll just, uh, again, kind of talk about like, you know, what's really cool about this, guys, is that, you know, you're able now to make your listing look nicer, which then also kind of like Chris was saying, tells a story about the product or the features and the benefits by seeing more images. And then people are, I think they're, they're going to, they're going to read the description now and before they didn't. Um, because it's, you know, obviously a little bit of eye candy, right? You get, get to see some images, but then you also get to see some nice formatted text. It's, I have, I've always said that if you can make something like a sales page that's skimmable or that you can kind of scan, 
people are going to consume that. But when you see a giant block of text, that's why I've always said, even if you're going to use a description and you just put text in there, break it up so people can scan. But even then, it's just really text is kind of boring, right? But when you can add some formatting to it, um, I think it's going to get more visibility. And that's why A-plus uh, sellers or content was always something that we wanted because we can make it look really pretty. And then they did away with uh, you know HTML and all that stuff. So this is a pretty cool thing. And we don't have any proof yet that our... Uh, 100% that our conversions are going to go up right now. I know, Chris, you've had some tests that uh, they are up, but we're also in fourth quarter. Right. Um, so but anyway, it's, it's hard to tell. But Amazon is saying, you know, in their testing that traffic increased when when you when you go for this feature. And why so, would why would traffic increase, though? I'm 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 curious on that myself. I mean, yes, we got new formatting stuff. Or, or are, conversions, conversions. OK, conversions. conversions. I, I was going to say, how is their traffic? If their traffic is, that's but, pretty incredible. Or they may because it's optimized, right? It's fully optimized. So now and, they may give you a bump. And you're going to get more places to write a little creatively. So the, the template that I use, and if you guys have Nan's brand content, it's template number four is the one, Scott, that you and I used. Mm -hmm. It's one kind of big header image, five smaller like square images, and then six additional uh, text placements, right? Okay. So you get much more in the way of uh, text than you did before as well. So it may just be that you're getting more places to write, so you're going to rank for more things. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. No, you have, you, have, you definitely do. And, and I, I think, uh, you know, again, like we said before, no one can really say, like, the different elements and the different components that Amazon looks at for your listing being optimized for them to rank you. Like, no one really knows that algorithm, just like we don't know uh, Google's algorithm, right? We just know that there's some best practices and there's some things that we think would work well. Um, so I just say, like, if they offer this, that means they kind of want you to use it, right? So if they if they want you to use it, give them what they want, right? And then you should rank better. Now again, well, there's going to be other factors. Yeah, it's unless you do something weird, there's not really a reason it should decrease your conversions. If anything, they're going to end up flat. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because you're taking something that most people don't read and you're putting it in a, a readable format, and you're making it look nice. Exactly. Right? So so what Amazon has done here is they've taken kind of a if anybody from Amazon is listening to this, I apologize, but this is just my opinion, a worthless section yeah. of of the product listing, which, you know, has the potential to be very impactful for customers. And they've made it something that is much more akin to Scott, you'll know what I'm talking about, a long form sales page, right? Yep. You yep. hear in internet marketing, you'll hear people talk about long form sales pages and short form sales pages. Long form sales pages almost always perform better because it tells different groups of people the pieces of information that they want to know. Mm -hmm. Short form sales pages can perform pretty well if it's like an impulse purchase, but they're not always, and, and generally speaking, will not perform as well for things that need a little bit of an, ex of an explanation. And you've heard my team, Scott, talk, and we talked a little bit about this in Phoenix, we've always called Amazon like the lowest common denominator marketing platform, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. It, it's hard on Amazon to get a product to work well that you have to explain to people mm -hmm. because, or, or it's not obvious why it's better, right? Yeah. Now you have the ability to do that. If you can get them on the listing, you can actually showcase why the product is better and what you've done to improve it. And they let you tell a little bit about your brand story. So you get to give them a little bit of that, that, what we're all about in addition to what the product is all about. Yeah, your little mission it's something statement. that they're encouraging yeah. you to do as well. Yeah, I, I love that. And I mean, you probably could even sprinkle in a testimonial or two, you think? You know, if you no, put it you in cannot. those... You, you cannot. You cannot do that? No. 
That's okay. one of the things. Uh, let me see here. So why? They okay, specifically say they oh, don't they want do. you to use uh, okay. editorial or third-party quotes from external sources, such as magazines or television shows. So to okay. me, that would mean don't put testimonials in. Oh, okay. Because right? okay. all of those would be third-party sources, and they also mention that they don't want you to use uh, anything that mentions your reviews. So that would count uh, discount, in my opinion, anything that you would say. Oh, look at our Amazon reviews, right? Yeah, For yeah, testimonials. yeah. You wouldn't want to do that either. But you you can talk a lot about the product. Okay. Um, okay. So brand story as well. So for, for that part there, again, me thinking, you know, as like, you know, a sales page, right? A sales page, you would want those testimonials. Well, they've already kind of included them in the reviews, but it would have been nice to kind of highlight one or two of those inside of there, but you can't. And they says it in the terms of service. Now there will be people that will do it. Um, and we say, don't do it. Like go by the rules. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, anytime that you can sprinkle that stuff in, it's good. But in this case, you can still tell the story, so the story could be driven by how you're solving a problem for someone or the, the, the product that you created gives joy to these people because they're so passionate about this, that, or the other thing. So you can tell a little bit of your story. In a sense, is like a testimonial. It's just that would be a third party. So you can kind of weave that into your story, I guess. Because um, we all know that reviews are, are what people usually make their judgment from or their, their decision. Um, and that's why they put reviews right at the top, like, Again, like we should pay attention to what Amazon is doing as far as like, uh, you know, building out that page, how people see it. Like if you have an e-commerce site right now and you're not even selling on Amazon yet, look and see the structure and kind of the layout, how they're doing things and look at those key elements. You probably should model that because they've got tons and tons of, of uh, studies and data that says, you know what, we've tested this stuff and having those reviews right where they are or the price point or the buy button or whatever, um, there's a reason it's there. So you might want to model that. So just a little side thought there. Yeah. Um, okay. So this is cool. Now I know some people that we've t actually mentioned this to, even in our Facebook group and stuff said, I don't have it available and I'm brand registered. Like why? Like when am I going to get this thing? So uh, there, there's two things, and Chris, feel free to jump in and kind of give me your your thoughts. But number one is we've been also noticing that not all categories have it's been released to or all sellers across the board. Um, and if you are brand registered and you're not, but you're hearing other people that are, just you got to reach out to Seller Central and say, hey, can you can you get me hooked up here? And um, I've heard a few people already do that, and that's all it took was a uh, was them to reach out. Um, what's your thoughts on that, Chris? On having on on reaching out to Amazon. Well, no, if if they're not seeing it available. Yeah. So the the first thing obviously is be brand registered, right? If you are brand registered and don't see it, absolutely reach out to Amazon. Supposedly they were going to have it all rolled out uh, before we actually recorded this. I have it in all the accounts that I look at uh, for the brand registered stuff. So I I don't know at this point if it hasn't rolled out. It was supposed to be rolled out three days ago, mm -hmm. I think at the, at the time of this recording to everybody, but if you don't see it, absolutely reach out. And there were some people inside the private label classroom that said, you know, we reached out and they approved it for us right away. Yeah. The other thing we should mention too, is that, you know, this is kind of a, a beta in a sense of what they're doing. Uh, we think it's going to stick, but it's a beta as far as they're, they're rolling it out for free right now. Um, there's been some talk about them charging for that, maybe charging a monthly fee to have this, this a plus content area. Uh, have you heard anything on that, Chris? Uh, so it's not, it's not, I don't think it's quite the same thing as a plus content. I don't know if they've, they've merged those terms or not, but basically, and it's inside, they have what they're calling the EBC FAQ just to try to get as many abbreviations in there as possible. 
Uh, and so as customers are asking them questions about this new enhanced content, they're actually doing us a favor and giving us like a list of their frequently asked questions. Oh, cool. And one of the things that was in there uh, was basically, yes, we will be charging for it. I can't find it at the moment, but they, they did mention somewhere that they are going to be charging for it. And that's why it's in the advertising tab. Okay. And the response that I got when I asked them about it was basically, yes, we will be charging for it at some point, but we're not right now. And anybody that fills it out right now won't be charged for it just, you know, when we roll that out. Now, that doesn't mean that if you go to change it in the future that they won't charge you to change it or anything like right, that. Right. But if you have it in your account right now or you're brand registered and you don't, you should be you know, calling Amazon to get it so that you can fill it out before they start charging for it. Here you go. Is there a fee for creating content? The tool is currently in a promotional free period where we will not charge. When a fee is implemented, your existing content will remain on the detail page is what oh. they're saying. So oh, okay. Okay. that to me means if you go to make changes to it in the future that you may be charged for it at that point, similar to the way that they do lightning deals, right? Anybody that had scheduled lightning deals before they started charging for those, those lightning deals were allowed to run. And then any lightning deals that you scheduled in the future, they started charging that fee on, right? So a very similar thing here. So it's it's at least worth a test if you have it in your account to see if it helps you increase conversions. Because if it does, then it's worth having. And you yeah. don't have to pay anything for it. Yeah, you gotta you gotta weigh at weigh that out. And again, that's why I think it's it's important to know your numbers and to kind of look at your reports. Obviously, if you're just starting and you're 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 getting yourself brand registered, um, then just I would go ahead and use this because that way there you'll have it. Uh, you know, so I would definitely I would definitely say I mean I think Personally, I think it will convert better, but who knows? You can think all you want. You have to see the real numbers, and it may it may help you rank because it may have a better pull inside of the algorithm because now that's another piece that they're going to weigh as far as like if you are brand registered, if you uh, have uh, the enhanced content, we're going to give you a little bit of a bump. Like it, There's just so many different variables, but I do think that if we fully play by the rules, we optimize the best that we can, um, our chances go up. Um, and our ranking should go up in, as well, um, which also let's just kind of touch on this. I know this isn't really enhanced content related, which that's what I wanted this podcast to be about, just to kind of get this out there to people to say, hey, let's start looking into this because it is fairly new. They are rolling it out. Um, you know, we don't even know a ton, ton about like how it's going to work after the fact, but we just did want to kind of publish the podcast to kind of let you guys know um, to go out there and look for it in your account. But let's just talk quickly about brand registry. Now, we already are getting brand registered. And the benefits of that, the benefits of that right now have even gone up more than just before saying like, well, this way here, if I have anybody hijack, I can then say I'm brand registered and I'll get a little bit better attention and possibly get them off. But recently, uh, we've been finding that if you're brand registered now, uh, and you want to sell, a, let's say someone wants to sell on your listing, they have to request permission. So really, in a sense, they're locking down that listing. Have you seen that to be all the way across now, Chris, that you've been uh, that you've been hearing out there? Or is that just a few people with maybe older accounts? Like, I'm just wondering. I, I haven't heard anybody that that I know of that doesn't have it yet. Uh, there were a couple people. And again, anytime Amazon rolls this stuff out, it it's a slow roll. Mm. Um and it's kind of funny because there's still, I want to say there's four different versions of Seller Central mm -hmm. that different people have, right? Some people are still, do you remember the old blue and yellow look? Yeah. yeah. Some people are still on that look. Some people are on the newer, you know, it's a kind of a bare bones white and light gray yep. look. Uh, and there's a couple like sub versions inside of each of those. If you don't have 
any of the stuff that we're talking about, you can always reach out and ask. Yeah. Um, and it, especially if you're brand registered, it, it can't hurt to reach out and ask. But basically what what you're talking about here, Scott, is what we talked about a couple minutes ago, which is, you know, kind of that hijacking prevention. It's it gives you the ability as the registered brand owner to approve other sellers on your account. And I know some people like our friend Dom didn't have it when it first came out, but have it now. That's huge. Um, so they are. They do appear to be rolling it out. And that is huge. It's a reason to go do brand registry before brand registry kind of only gave you a little bit more control over your listing and basically said, oh, well, if somebody hijacks you, they can't change the images it was kind of one of the things that, you know, you had a little bit more protection over and you could call in and you could use uh, your UPC instead of uh, an FNSKU. Right. Amazon would allow you to use a UPC as your unique identifier on products. That was really kind of it. And now they're rolling out some of this really cool stuff for registered brands because they want brands to be involved. They want real businesses to be involved. Yeah. Not you, just third party sellers that are selling a variety of everything that they buy from Target. Right. Like the yeah. retail arm. What um, do you remember what episode I should have knew this beforehand? Um, do you remember what episode it was that we talked about brand registry? Um, I know it was more about hijacking. So maybe I'd have to go back and look at the hijacking one. But what we'll do, guys, is we'll, we'll link that up in the show notes to this episode. Um, we did an episode on hijacking, but it also talked a lot about brand register uh, or brand registering. And uh, what we'll do is we'll put that in there because. Again, I know I'll get a lot of questions after we air this that says, well, how do I do the brand registry? Um, so what we're going to do is we'll we'll link that up in the show notes for you guys so you can listen to that episode. And Chris actually has a, a nice little checklist that you can go through. And just to be very clear on this, guys, uh, you can go to do the whole brand registry thing, follow everything to a T and get, and get it denied. Um, but here's the trick. Here's the secret. You ready? You ready for the secret? Chris, you know what the secret is, right? I, I bet we'll find out. <laughs> Keep contacting them and ask them what they need to allow you to become brand registered. Uh, you know, you just have to ask them that. And a lot of times you'll get like maybe an unclear answer, but then you call someone else and you get another, you get someone that's going to give you that because we went through this exact same thing. And I think it took us what, three, four weeks, Chris, before it finally got opened up for us. <laughs> Right. Well, this you're you're talking about the ungating. Oh, that was the ungating part. That's right. That yeah. took three or four weeks. The brand registry, though, um, even at that, they still, for me personally, they had um, they had two things that I had to come back with, and more, really, what it was is my logo or my graphic being on my website clear, like it was something <laughs> simple like that. Um, and uh, and I've heard other people say the same thing that it was either that or also the other little trick was them having the product on their website but then also having the uh, the uh, UPC code on there as well um, yeah. to, to show proof of that so it was something else that I heard but again ask it's the same thing if you're going to get ungated it's the same thing you're gonna go back and forth back and forth back and forth if you're going through the brand registry um, I think I, I did it twice I did it on two different brands the one brand literally was I think it was like two days done. And then there was another time it was like two and a half, three weeks um, because I didn't realize, you know, and I didn't know why they just said, sorry, you know, you're, you can't be brand registered. I'm like, well, why? And then I just had to go through and uh, invalidate that, you know, the brand was the website kind of thing. Yeah, um, I think I think that process, the brand registry process and the ungating process kind of give me shadow nightmares because you can <laughs> and it well it's like it's like anything like you've heard me talk about uploading the flat file and you can upload the same exact file twice and get two different results yep it's the same thing uh with brand registry or getting ungated and i'm actually talking to uh a tas listener right now via email who's been selling in retail 33 years 
I, I think it's 33 years and she just cannot get ungated. And it's just like, you know, she's, she sent him three invoices. She did everything she's supposed to do. And I said, look, what I had to do the last time was I had to send them an email and say, here's everything that I've sent you. And I listed out everything that they require mm. that I sent them. What am I missing? And they went, Oh, nothing. I guess it's all there. <laughs> right. Yeah. But that's after they said no three times and you right. go, okay, dude, what am I missing? And they kind of say, well, we can't tell you it's a secret. Yeah. And you go, well, I'm sending you everything you're asking for. Same exact thing with brand registry. You won't always get approved right away, even if you have everything, but the patience and the consistency of, of action on your part is key there. Yeah. Um, I think it's in, in, in not taking no for an answer. You know right. what I mean? Like, I think so many people, they're like, they try twice or maybe three times. They're like, I just, this, I just can't do it. I just, just, it's not going to work. Uh, you know, but you just have to continually, uh, push through that. And, uh, as I say, press on, right. You have to get out there and, and just keep going, um, to, to get opened up because right now I do believe that brand, you know, being brand registered is going to, uh, to be an advantage for you, especially in the future. Um, especially when they roll out some of these features like this, because then you're going to be able to, uh, to have access to those. And I think, it's going to make it uh, easier for you to um, to kind of prevent those hijackers and uh, and just make yourself more like a real brand, right? Uh, and I think that's what we're all after. So um, definitely, I, I would definitely say, do I that. Think, I think the biggest kind of hurdle to brand registry for most people is that uh, you do have to have a website. Yeah, you do. But again, I mean, but we've it doesn't talked, have to be this no. ridiculous thing. It just has to be. It's basically three pages, right? A homepage with the product on it. A contact us and an about us. And that's really all that you need um, yeah. to get brand registered, at least in my experience. Yeah. And I think, I mean, the website, you could have one of them built, um, you know, depending on if you're building it just for being brand registered, you know, it could be, you know, very inexpensive. But if you're going to build a website and you know that you're going to build that out into something later, then you might want to spend a little bit more, you know, I guess you know, a little bit more on it, but also give it a little bit more attention or a little bit more love and, and kind of like I guess a foundation so you can build from that, but it's totally up to you. If you're just doing, if you're just doing it to get brand registered, so you have a home base, um, which I don't think is a bad idea either. Cause think about this too. If, if you are selling uh, products in a certain space and people want to go check out your brand, cause they want to make sure that you're, you're legit. Um, I, I know I've done that where I'll jump from Amazon over to just see if their website's there and see what it looks like. And it's so funny, Chris, I don't know if, if you think like this or not, but it's like, when I go to a website, it's like, the first impression is everything and it doesn't yep. mean it has to be flashy or anything like that. It just has to be like clean and it needs to work, right? It's like if you go and you start clicking around and you find yourself like, it just looks like number one, it's, it's not like web 2.0 or 3.0, right? right? It's like, if it has, if it has dancing hamsters, then we're done. Yeah, you're done. Right. right? Or if you have just, you know, the, I guess the formatting on the text and I mean, you can just see that it's like old and outdated. Like, and again, that may get you through for for uh, brand registry, but if you're doing it for people to actually show up to your 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 house for the first time or your store for the first time, you you want to make the best impression. Um, and it doesn't have to be crazy; it just has to look clean. And nowadays, with WordPress, they have so many nice clean themes that you can use, totally free. Um, you just got to know how to set those up, which isn't that difficult, or you can pay someone to do it. Uh, but I think it's so important. And I mean, I'm like that a lot. If I go to a website and a it doesn't load fast, I'm out of there. Or if it just 
to me, it doesn't look like it's more, you know, or it's up to date or it's modern. Um, I'll, I'll be like, oh, well, this thing kind of looks old. Or if I'm looking at a competitor and their website looks like that, I'm like, oh, that's cool. All right, good. The one can- that gets me is if it's not responsive, which for, yeah. for those of you guys who aren't tech savvy, responsive means that it works across different devices in a way that makes sense, right? You yep. don't have to pinch and zoom to figure out what you're trying to find on your mobile phone. Everything exactly. looks right on your mobile phone and on your computer. And I don't know why. I don't know why that bothers me so much, but I get yelled at all the time because I'll be looking at something and I'll go, well, I'm not buying from them. Well, why? I can't find what I'm looking for right away. Yeah. It's not responsive. I refuse to do business with them. That's just me. You know, that's the the tech nerd in me. It drives me nuts. But any any of the you know, WordPress templates, you can find ones for free that are responsive that'll take care of that. So it'll look nice across all the devices and you don't have to do a- any more work than you were already going to do anyway. No, you're really, you're, the right template yeah, you're just, ro- you're just basically loading the right template. Um, so I guess the takeaway here is enhanced content to me is, is pretty awesome. Okay. I think it's cool, but in order to get that, you have to be brand registered. Um, now if you're brand new and you're just starting, um, don't let this be that obstacle, right? It's there. You're going to do it, but you're not there yet. And you know, you and I actually just last night, we're on a, uh, a workshop together doing the product research workshop. And we told people, listen, if you're in phase one of doing product research, you're in phase one. Don't worry about brand registry right now. Right. Um, but understand that when the time comes, depending on where you are in the stage, definitely uh, do this because I think it's going to open up more uh, benefits to you. Um, the hijacking thing, that, that's a huge one, right? That's if we can lock down that listing where no one else is going to be able to get on it unless, you know, you grant them access or, you know, permission. Um, and then the other thing now is like enhanced content, uh, which I think is is pretty cool. So um, is there anything else, Chris, you want to add uh, about this enhanced content or anything, any tips uh, or any advice for people that are uh, that are at this stage? So the, the first thing that I would say is I want to echo what you're talking about there in terms of just in time learning or, or not getting overwhelmed, right? If yeah. you don't already have a product up and selling, ignore the second half of this episode. Yeah. Know that this is a cool feature and I know I'm still talking and you shouldn't be listening to me at this point if you're not already selling a product. <laughs> right. um, but it, if you're at the point where you're up and selling and you want to do brand registry or you've already done it and you want to do enhanced brand content, it is, in my opinion, going to be one of the most powerful things that you can do. And, and we talked about a couple of the reasons why, but the main reason is it lets you talk about the product in a new way on Amazon. It's a way that you could always do it on your site, but you could never really do it on Amazon. And it pulls people in and it lets you actually write a description that will call out two different people rather than one generic description. And you can do that with bold and underlined and bullet points. So, Scott, the skimmers like you. Yep can see the things that are important. You and I both tend to read that way, right? And in in copy, we call that a readership path, Mm -hmm. right? So you and I probably mostly read headlines and bullets. I don't really read paragraphs. I'll read headlines and bullets and and understand from there. But other people like to read every single detail. Yeah. And what, what enhanced brand content allows you to do is it allows you to talk about a product in its entirety. You don't just have to say, I have the best garlic press. You can actually talk about why in a descriptive way. You can showcase it in a picture and then explain the picture rather than what we used to do previously, which was we put the picture up in the images and hoped that people understood what the heck that we were talking about and why we were better for the the people. And there is always going to be a percentage of people who read all of the details, right? This is where it's going to be beneficial for you. 
Scott, you and I are probably still not going to read the product descriptions, even if they're they're enhanced brand content. I might look at I'll them skim and see them. pretty pictures, <laughs> but I'm still going to be pulled in. The thing that's going to pull me in is the the bullets at the top of the page and the images. Yep. And the title. Yep. yep. But there's there's some people even on my team, like like you've heard me talk about Mary, right? She would read every word on here. Mm. And one, because she's a copywriter, but two, because she likes to understand a little bit more about the product. And so it lets you get a second chance at those people or a third chance at those people by explaining everything. So even if that's only 20% of the people who end up on your listing, it gives you a leg up on your competition because they're going to be the people who jump from listing to listing to listing to read everything. So you're now pulling them in. You're giving them a much more engaging experience than you could have previously, which means you're more likely to convert that percentage of people. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it makes total sense. And, you know, like I look at it as um, and I've heard this this uh, terminology used before. It's like a dual path, uh, you know, reader or uh, right. where you a can dual readership path. Yeah. yeah, where you can you can read all the bullets and all those bullets will actually make sense. Uh, and it's like you're just doing like little takeaways. Right. Or you can then read every little detail after the bullet and it'll all make sense as well. It's just in more detail. Um, I'm a, I'm a visual guy. I'm a picture guy. I like to see it. Um, that makes more sense to me and it keeps me engaged. Um, I've told you the story about getting the email and I shared it with you cause I said, Hey Chris, you got to help me here. Uh, cause I felt bad. I, I wanted to respond to this person and a little note for you guys. If you guys do ever email me, um, do me a favor, break it down, uh, by like little chunks. Like, so this way here, I'm not reading like this giant block of text. My eyes will immediately, get, uh, get lost. And I will just, I'll, I'll X off because, um, I don't have time to be reading like a huge amount and I need to scan. Um, and if you're going to, even if you're going to reach out to anyone, even if you're reaching out to inquire about something, um, just, uh, you know, just break it down for people. People do like to scan. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was funny. I, uh, I got an email and I'm like, I really want to answer this. And I kind of tried to skim it, but it was so hard. It was just a giant block of text, like really big. And I, I, uh, I send it over to you and I go, Hey, can you do me a favor? Can you just quickly skim this? Cause you're a better speed reader than I am. Uh, can, can you just do that? I want to make sure that I can, I can reply. And I did. And you gave me like three takeaways and I'm like, okay, cool. I can answer that. Uh, so I got a little lazy on that, but I had to, I was like, I was so busy that day for some reason. I had a, a bunch of emails. So I'm like, you know, I, I want to answer this question, but I totally, uh, even with content, I like to, to read that way. If you guys ever read any of my emails, you'll see, I break it down that way. Cause I know that that's the way I like to, to kind of read emails. And I, I'm assuming that you do too, or a lot of people do. Um, so that's how I write them. But anyway, uh, that's a whole nother topic, which we should get into one of these days, Chris, we should talk about some, uh, some ways to, to write so people can consume and, and detail, but we'll, we'll do that another day. We'll do that another yeah, day. Yeah. And, uh, if that's something that you guys are interested in, that's kind of really an in-depth topic, but I think if you guys are interested in that, let us know in the Facebook group. And if you ever go to the amazing seller.com to listen, leave it in the comments on this episode. So we know, uh, where to, where to kind of put that. Cause I know we like to do some of that kind of planning as well. Yeah. And, uh, you know what, we'll, we'll wrap this one up here with, uh, with, with you on it uh, again, Chris, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to kind of close this show out today with with Chris still on. Normally I cut it and then I do my my uh, my outro. But uh, this is going to be episode 294. So if you're listening to this right now, it should be airing on December 14th, which is on a Wednesday. So a couple things I want to mention here. Okay, December 14th, we're in fourth quarter. Uh, but now if you're listening to this in July, well, then you can still get this information and you can still use it. But some of the things I'm going to say right here may not apply. Um, but the one thing that will apply is the show notes will be located on this page, theamazingseller.com forward slash 294. Um, there'll be transcripts. Probably want to download these. Probably going to be uh, worth you 
printing them out, putting them on your desk. Um, so uh, all about enhanced content. And when we get more updates, we'll also add them here as well, or we may maybe even do an update. Um, but this is episode 294. Chris mentioned the Facebook group. If you want to uh, to head over to the Facebook group, the TAS group, if you're not part of that community, head over there to theamazingseller.com forward slash F is in Frank, B is in boy, and you can uh, you can join us over there. There's a bunch of great people over there, a lot of people. Um, TAS community rocks, by the way. But uh, yeah, so just wanted to remind you that. And the one thing is kind of time sensitive. If you are listening to this on December 14th, today will be the last day that our replay of our workshop will be available. I think until tonight at like midnight. Um, so uh, we are recording this early, but I know that the 14th, that is the date that um, our, our workshop, which we won't be doing another live workshop until after uh, January 1st. But right now you can go to the, uh, I'll, I'll give you the link, theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop. If you go there, you will be then directed to the replay of our last workshop, which we did. And it's all about the five phases about launching. So if you're brand new, you're probably going to want to check that out. And um, yeah, you're, you're definitely going to want to check that out because uh, it, there's all of the details as far as picking the product, sourcing, doing the pre-launch, the launch, and all that stuff in between. Um, if you guys have been on one of those, you guys know that they're they're pretty good. And we do a, a live Q&A there, so you won't be able to ask questions on that one because it won't be live technically, but you can listen to all of the questions that we answered um, on that on that live workshop. So, Chris, is there any last little bits of things that you want to uh, to mention here before we wrap this up? No, I think I think you pretty well covered it. I would say if you guys are going to check that replay out, make sure you stay for the Q&A. Um, even if you've been to that workshop before, it may be worth kind of pulling it up in another tab just to listen in on the Q&A because it's like an Ask Scott session on steroids every yeah, week. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah. Because it's on the fly, right? So we get we get a little bit of banter back and forth and you get to ask follow-up questions in, in those kind of environments as well. So you get a little bit more information uh, and a lot of answers. And we basically do Q&A on all of these workshops until we drop. So it's Pretty worth much. listening to. Uh, if, you, if you haven't had enough of Scott and I after listening to this, absolutely go check it out. Yeah, cool. So yeah, de- definitely do that. And if you're listening to this after the fact, you can still go to that page, theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop. There'll be a registration link there that you can sign up for or to be notified when the next one will be uh, available, which we're not 100% sure of that date yet, but you'll be notified when we do the next live workshop in 2017. So um, that's it, guys. That's pretty much going to wrap up this episode. We're going we're gonna to close this thing right, all right? And I want you guys to remember, okay, that I'm here for you and I believe in you and I'm rooting for you, but you have to, you have to. Chris, you're going to have to say it with me this time on the count of three, and I want you to do it with a little energy this time. I got to be honest, Chris. I got to go back to some of those episodes, a little weak on the take action. So give me a little bit more energy. I never know when you're going to say it. You well, I'm going to give you the, th- I'm going to give you the count in. We're going to count to three. <laughs> All right. You ready? Are you ready for this? Let's do it. All right. One, two, three. Take, take action. action. All right, man. That was good. That was better. Chris, you're getting good at this. I've done it a couple times now. All right. That's going to wrap it up, guys. Have an awesome, amazing day, week, whatever time of day it is for you. And we'll see you right back here on the next episode.